Hello, how you doing? Good evening. You're welcome to now that you are young, August edition. I'm sorry we were able to have July edition. It was my wedding month preparation of that. That's not an excuse. I'm saying I'm sorry about that. So how has been the month? How has been your days? Has been the story around in your country? Uh, generally, I think the issue of Afghanistan is central. Everybody's talking about it. Also, in my country, things has been hectic. Lost a a friend to bandit attack. He was a missionary. It is well. We lost him. He was massacred while coming from administration. Well, thank God all the same. God is faithful. He has been faithful with us. So this is me, Esther, saying, how are you doing? I would like to hear from you. So today or now that you are young, we're going to be talking about something that comes across to every one of us. So normally, we're going to read the scripture and they will pray. We're going to be reading from a story we are all familiar with. We've heard a lot of times while we're kids, Sunday school, Bible study, and all that. We're going to read it from Luke 19, 12 to 26. Kindly follow me. You can open your Bible and check if what I'm reading is correct. Praise the Lord. Luke 19, 12. It says, Therefore, the King James Bible. Therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. But his citizen hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Master, your miner has earned ten miners. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you are faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. And the second came saying, Master, your miner has earned five miners. Likewise, he said to him, you also be over five cities. Then another came saying, Master, here is your mina, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief. For I fear you, because you are an unstressed man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, Out of your own mouth I will judge you. You wicked servant, you know what I was. You know I was an unstirring man, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, Take this mina from him and give it to him who has ten minas. But he said unto him, Master, he has ten minas. For I say to you that everyone who has will be given, and from him who does not even what he, we, he has will be taken away from him. You can close your eyes as we pray. Bow your heads. A precious redeemer, we thank you. 
for another opportunity other this podcast to hear your word we thank you for the life of every young person listening to this podcast we ask O oh lord that your word bear fruits in their hearts in the name of jesus in this world of uncertainty in this world of troubles in this world of fear in this world of pressure we ask, O oh Lord, that you keep the hearts of the young persons. We ask, O oh Lord, that you keep the heart of every youth. Because they are the future of this world. Jesus, help them to stay put in you and help them to trust you only in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Redeemer. Thank you for your word. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Thank you. So we just read the story of the parable Jesus told unto his disciples. Jesus told this parable and for long I, I, I just kept looking at the story and while I was smaller I had a problem with the fact that Jesus had to give the the one to the one that had ten. I felt he would have given it to the one that had five so he's become six at least it's getting closer to ten i felt it wasn't just fair enough that it was given to the one that had more but you see according to what the scripture says in 26 unto he who has more will be given and we're going to be talking keenly on where is my talent this is God asking you now that you are young, now that you are vibrant, now that you are full of life. Where is his talent? Where is the talent he gave to you? When we're saying talent, and we're not just looking at giftings. So as I'm saying talent, I are thinking, what's my talent? What can I do? Can I sing? Can I dance? We're not just looking at gifting. Where is that which the Lord has placed in your hands? God never created any man empty. God never made any man and made the man useless. For the fact that you were born with the breath of life already gives you an assurance that you are equal with the next child. But 10 years after, 20 years after, there's going to be a difference between these two children. But they were born in same form and manner. They were both born with equal amount of oxygen. God made everyone useful. The day you were born, you were created with everything you needed to succeed. First was the breath of life. The fact that we all had the equal amount of breath of life showed that God had given us equal opportunity for us to succeed. What are you doing with that breath of life he has given unto you? He had imbibed us with everything we need from the onset to carry us through unto death, even unto eternity. If you study the physiological build of a woman, the moment she is born as a baby, all of the eggs required for she to become a mother in 20 years time were already made in her. They were already made her ovum, her womb, everything were in their small piece in her body that is to tell you that god makes us whole and complete so there's no difference between you 
today that you think you were born in that small background and that man that was born with a silver spoon you were all born on the same plight by virgin birth um, um sorry by vagina birth or either it was yes you all came out from a woman you are equal amount of oxygen there is no man today who has a 25th hour one hour more than another we all have the same numbers of hours the same numbers of minutes the same numbers of seconds and the same amount of oxygen there is no man that has been able to stop oxygen and said let me have much more than they die in carbon dioxide no that is to tell you that god has imbibed you everything what are you doing with everything he has given unto you here is the god-given gift what are you doing with it when i read message version of this story there was a part he said play safe and end up holding the bag that the master said he doesn't want to deal with anybody that wants to play safe you play safe and you end up holding the bag meaning you don't move forward you just remain stagnant you are trying to play safe god doesn't want us to play safe in this world where we are he wants us to be active he wants us to work for him he wants us to work with him he doesn't want us to play safe and start saying oh i'm the righteousness of god i should just wake up in this room i do not want to mingle with the world i do not want to be caught up in sin and you stay in one place stay in your room not moving out god doesn't want you to play safe god wants you to walk he wants you to go out and bring souls to him the laborers are few the harvest is plenty God wants you to become a laborer. What are you doing with the talent he has given unto you? God needs you working. The daily bread you have is another opportunity to work for God. What are you doing with the talent that you have? What are you doing with it? God needs you to be active. He doesn't need you to be dormant. He doesn't need you to do comparison. He just needs you to start in that sphere where you are. Start in that circle. Become working for him. Become his worker. Let your talent produce more. Don't be idle with it. Use it. There is much more with that God-given talent in you. There is much more even with the breath of life you have. Let it produce more. Scripture says in Genesis, and when Adam were done naming the animals, God looked at it and said, The names that Adam called the animals were the name the rough. This is to say, This man I have created in my image and likeness has named these animals the same names I would have given unto them if I had done the work myself. Why? Because he knew he had created Adam with everything Adam needed. The mind, the knowledge, but the world remained dormant if Adam had not put it to use. Somebody said knowledge is nothing until it is working. You have all of this and you are playing safe. You don't want to be caught up in the world. No, we are not here to play safe. We are not in this earth to play safe. If we play safe in this earth, the earth will take us up. 
we're in this earth to work. We're in this earth to be useful. We're in this earth to be working for God. We're not going to be fruitless trees. Imagine a, a tree that decides to place it becomes flower, not bearing fruit. I don't just want to grow too tall. I don't just want to produce too much leaves. And you become a flower. No, no, we're not created to just beautify. We're created to multiply. Ah, God is asking, where is that which I've given unto you? And it wants you to work with it. Because working with it gives you opportunity for more. The guy that, that that was able to double that which the master gave unto him, he was giving more work. He wasn't rewarded just unto you, I give 10 city. 10 city was not a play. 10 city was more work. He had more things to handle. He had more people to govern. He had more businesses to more work. And God is seeking, where is you? I have much more for you. I have much more for you. When you please God, He brings the word to you. I, I, I was I was seeing a write-up on WhatsApp. I don't know who wrote it. But the, the, the writer said, Spend me, Lord, and gain the word. Do, do you know what it is? Just the same way money is spent to get what you want. We are making ourselves available, saying, Lord, spend me. And get the gain that you want. That's how Jesus came before the master and said, I would go that ye may gain the world. And God is saying, Where are you? The fact that you are living into the 26th day is because I have much more work for you. The fact that you are living into the next day is because I have much more work for you. But we are playing safe. I want you to just bow your heads. And ask and say, Jesus, I refuse to play safe. I want to walk with you and work for you. I want to be accountable to you. I want to be able to have daily stand-up meetings with you. Giving reports of that which I have done. That which I am doing next. And you are giving me new tasks. Jesus, I refuse to play safe and be idle. I refuse to be fruitless. I refuse to be dormant. I refuse to become a full stop. Jesus, I want to be on the multiplication table, working judiciously for you, Jesus. And most precious Father, we thank you for the lives of every young person listening to this podcast. We ask Jesus that now that we are young, we submit unto you, Jehovah. We might have missed it in the earlier years, but Jesus, we acknowledge now that we are young, that it is you alone and you alone we submit to. Help us to report to you daily. Help us to become workers in your mind. Help us to remain steadfast. Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much for enjoying this session with us. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for spreading the gospel to your friends. Thank you for drawing more people to know God. The Lord richly bless you in Jesus name. Spread the link. Share the link with your friends. 
We need the souls of young persons coming to Christ. Till come your way next month, God bless you. Hello everyone, good evening. This is going to be the very first teaching we'll be having at the course of our prayer section. I hope this meets you well. My name is Esther, formerly Isekagbe, now Oyara. Um, I called us together so we could have a time to pray and seek the face of the Lord concerning Marita breakthrough, child breakthrough, purpose, vision, work, financial breakthrough, and all of it. Okay, if we are women of fiction, we are to break through on every aspect and every cause of our heart of that is aligned unto us. God's sole purpose and desire for us is that we prosper. So, if God has a plan for us, if God's mind towards us is to prosper and we are not prospering, which means something is wrong, all right? I know majority, majority of why we are gathered here is towards marital breakthrough, okay? I know people always say and usually say that uh, marriage is not an achievement, but I think every of all God's plan is achievement. Okay, marriage is a blessing from God. And if God so desires that we meet our spouses and get united, I think it's an achievement. But the only clause I'll give to this is, um, do not feel your life is doomed if you have not attained the marital achievement. Okay, people got married and did better. People got married and bettered some wonderful persons. So why can't we term this as an achievement? What then is an achievement if it's not marriage? Probably because they said marriage is it, it's not something you buy. It's a gift of God. And if it's a gift from God, God also wants us to have that gift. Majorly on this group, we're going to be praying, but... I will try as much as possible every week to drop a teaching that will guide us, help our prayer line get. Probably before now, I already dropped a guideline and a message on how we're going to run for these prayers and this group. I believe that God is going to do something marvelous with this. I see testimony coming out of us as sisters. As the name of this group implies brooding. When, if you see the picture on the WhatsApp platform, you wonder why, 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 why are there eggs there? Why are there chick? For an egg to be hatched, the hen has to brood over the eggs, lay on it, stay on it. The, the hen doesn't, doesn't get wearied. All it does is, it comes every now and then, sits on the egg, gives them heat, and she's so sure that they are going to hatch. Like, she's so sure that chicks are going to come out from those eggs. I don't know. She's not bothered if whether one is going to be lame. She's not bothered if any is going to be blind. She's not bothered if they are going to be dark or white. She just shows that the number of eggs that she's brooding upon are going to be hatched. I want us to have such mindsets. That as we brood upon situations of our hearts, as we brood upon worries of our hearts, as we brood upon those things which we desire and want, God is going to meet our needs. 
I want you to have such mindset that this, I don't want you to think about how previously you have done this and it seemed as if it didn't work. I previously you prayed about it and it seemed as if there was no answers. I want you to come in line from victory because we don't go into battles to get victories. We go to battles with victory because Christ is our victory. Our core scripture for this our gathering is going to be Psalm 37. And our major emphasis is going to be Psalm 37, 4 to 6. But I want us to start from Psalm 37, 1 as we are reading. And so we will have an idea of how the 4 to 6 came about. Psalm 37, I'm using the New King James Version, says, Oh, do not fret because of evil doers. Do not be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Three says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. For which our emphasis starts from. He said, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Six, he shall bring forth your righteousness as light, and your justice as the new day. Chapter 4 says, Delight yourself in the lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart see um when when scripture says delight yourself in the lord it goes beyond i i don't know how to explain this it says delight yourself in the lord Make the Lord your core focus. Make the Lord your everything. You know, when you begin to rub minds together with a friend, when you have a bosom friend that you rub minds together, he knows your in and out. He knows your coming in and going out. He knows what you face at work. He knows what pains you. It gets to a point you, you do not tell that friend what you want. Okay, the friend just knows, oh, today is Tuesday, she will like this. Today is Wednesday, if I get her this, it will be okay. Today is Thursday, she will be at church, I shouldn't call. It, it begins to understand your every move. That is one who is not omnipotent and omnipresent. Now, imagine when you delight yourself in the Lord. The reason why we are delighting ourselves in the Lord is not because God now understands what we need. No. God already knows what we need. He already knows what we want. But he wants us to come into us and make those needs and wants better. Because your mind, you might be wanting A. And God has seen that B, C, and D is far better for you. But you are focused and you are so keen with wanting A. You are killing yourself. Oh, I want this thing. I want this thing. Okay, for emphasis, let me just give a mention. Okay, I want a hundred thousand naira. I want a hundred thousand naira. You are so delighted in it. You want it. You go to God, you pray for the hundred thousand naira. You go back. You pray for the hundred thousand naira. And God is saying, no, 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 no. No, I just, I just want you to delight in me. Just come and have fellowship with me. Just come and enjoy me. It's not because I don't know that you want a hundred thousand naira, but I already know a source of income that will give you two million naira. Why not just delight in me? Delight in me. Let me begin to build this new purpose of this income. Let me begin to build this idea of this source of business, so that your hundred thousand naira that you thought you wanted will be met, and more of that which you do not even know 
also will be made. The scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. It cross our spouse also unto spouses. Some of us, as a friend of my Israelis, they say, you, you, you have created idols in your heart. You have created idols in the form of human, in the form of characteristics, in the form of in the form of what you want, how you want it, where you want it. And God is saying, hello, hello, those things are nice. But will you just delight in me? Let me create the kind of son I have created for you. Let me build your desires of your heart to fit and match the son whom I'm preparing for you. I want you to delight in me. Let me make your desires of your heart better so delighting yourself in the lord is not because god be god now understand what you want he already knows what you want hello he's a good shepherd that meets onto our wants he's a good shepherd he knows what we want as his sheep but he wants you to submit yourself in such a way that you trust him even when he's taking you through the desert and you are like, hello, sir, there's no grass here. Why are you taking us through the desert? We want grass. We want the green pastures. And he say, just keep calm and follow me. I'm taking you to still waters where it's calm. I'm taking you to greener pastures where it's calm. I'm taking you to places where you will enjoy. Even you do there are wolf around, I will keep you safe. That's how I want our hearts to be in this course of our praying together. I want our hearts to be so open as the little child. I want our hearts to be so trusting as a baby to delight ourselves in the Lord. That he may give us the desires of our hearts. That he may show us the path to follow. And so, as we have rightly said, you already have your prayer times. I would want you at the end of this teaching to just pray and ask that God helps you to delight yourself in him. It's not an easy task. Um, the truth is, it's not easy. Sometimes we want some desire that same as it. God to not understand that I need this car now. Like, God to not understand. See the suffering. See, see the trekking. See the water they are splashing on me. Okay. But he understands. So it takes it takes a broken spirit to be able to delight in the Lord. It takes a broken spirit to be able to trust him. It takes a broken spirit to be able to trust God that you are approaching 40 and there's no man around you. You have a vision since in your teen age that by 40, Nigeria will know you because your face will be on covers of magazines because you have businesses under your name. You have financial institutions under your name. And now... You are approaching 35 and none of these things seems as if it's happening. You can even meet the names of your siblings around not to talk of you want to be a household name. But God is saying, trust me. <laughs> trust me. He's the one who makes one sleep as a tenant and wakes up as a landlord. I've had a series of testimonies that judge up our faith. And you begin to say, hey, my God. My God can do this. God wants you to trust him to that point where Abraham lay Isaac on the altar, took the knife and saying, if this that you gave me is what you want, take it, Lord. He wants us to trust us to that point. That when he tells us, 
cross through the rest sea. I like, Lord, I cannot swim. I would drown. And he's saying, it's not about you, babe. It's not about you. I know you can't swim, but I'm guiding you through. I know you can't swim, but I'm paving a path in the midst of the water that you will walk on dry land. So this water is not for you. It's water against those pursuing you because they can't swim. God wants us to trust us that much. Can you lift up your voice and just begin to appreciate the name of the Lord? Say, Jesus, help me to delight myself in you. Help me to put all of my trust in you. Help me to stay focused. Focus in following you. Even if a thousand is falling at my side and at my right hand side, I stay focused, trusting that you will keep me. Have you ever imagined that scripture that says a thousand is falling at do you think it is saying you are standing a thousand is falling at your side and at your right hand side do you think it is it, going to be you, you are going to be strong enough to stand and be sure that it will not come near you but that is the kind of mind that god wants us to have even if everyone around you is falling everyone around you is giving up he wants you to stay focused and so precious father i thank you for you gave us this course and mission because you are doing it new thing in our lives because this is the birth of something great and something bigger you are taking us beyond what we think and what we have ever imagined we thank you because when you begin to touch our hearts when we come for something you touch other parts we thank you for this part which you've registered in our heart is going to open bigger visions and purpose we thank you because we are going to learn of you from today and forth we are going to learn of you unto bigger missions in the name of jesus we submit unto you and say jesus we are ready we are ready to obey we are ready to follow your word we are ready to submit we are ready to lean unto you we are ready to trust you that you are our victory precious redeemer we thank you for in jesus name we have prayed Amen. Thank you very much. I pray I'm able to do this every week because that's the plan. We'll have, um, we'll get to hear my voice once every week, even if some of you already hear the voice every now and then. But we'll get to hear my voice um, once every week. Then in between, we'll talk on our goals. God bless you.